Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Today's story is Chapter 10, Treasure. Let's look around, Chris said, trying to figure out a way to stay with his friends and still find the treasure. Maybe we can find some kind of trail that goes up or around. Forget it, Chris, Ryan said. There's no trail around here. Have you thought of praying about it? A voice asked inside Chris. It almost sounded like his mother. Hold it, guys, Chris said suddenly. Let's pray. He felt a little embarrassed to suggest it, but he was surprised by the response. Yeah, right, Sammy said. Good idea, Jenny said. Now we're thinking like a team, Willie said. Ryan didn't say anything. Dear Jesus, Chris said, we've been looking at this selfishly, but now I think you really want us to find this treasure. Help us, Jesus. Help us to think like the friends that we are, together. Amen. Ryan barely waited until their eyes were open. I'm going up the cliff. Are you coming, Chris? With everyone's eyes on him, Chris finally had to decide. Slowly, he shook his head. My friends are more important than the treasure, Ryan. I'm staying with them. Being first isn't the most important thing in the world. Forget it, then, Ryan said. I'm not waiting around for you, wimps. He waded across the shallow water to the base of the rock wall and started climbing. Chris closed his eyes and sat down on a big flat rock near the water's edge. Maria stomped her foot. I don't care what Ryan thinks. I'm going to get an adult before he gets hurt. When she left, Willie and Sammy went farther up the river looking for trails. Jenny kept trying to talk Ryan into coming back. Dee Dee plopped down beside Chris. I know that was hard, she said. Thanks for sticking with us. Chris smiled. That baptismal class starts next Wednesday, doesn't it? When Didi nodded, he went on, I think I've made up my mind for good, Chris said. I don't care what Ryan says. I want to be baptized. Didi looked at him, puzzled. What helped you make up your mind? Lots of things, he said. I saw how important being a Christian was to you guys, and I do want to go to heaven. But mostly I realized how easy it was to get wrapped up in things like money and being first. I don't want those things to take over my life. Didi smiled and nodded. And you always have to have room in your life for friends, Chris said. Right? Right, Dee Dee said, reaching out and patting Chris's hand. Just then they heard rocks tumbling down the canyon wall. They whirled around to see Ryan about 20 feet up the side of the canyon. Help! His voice wailed strangely. I'm stuck! Come back down, Willie called to him. I I can't, Ryan said. I can't go up or down. Maybe I can climb up and help him, Chris thought, but before he could take a step toward the river, the park ranger truck appeared around the corner. Maria was riding with Ranger Bob. Well, it didn't take you kids long to get into mischief, did it? Ranger Bob said. He walked over to the canyon wall and looked up at Ryan. Got yourself in a fix, didn't you? Ryan looked down shakily and nodded. Well, you just hang on there, son. I'm a bit too old to be climbing around here, but I'll get one of the younger rangers to get you down. Ranger Bob looked at the other kids and winked. He'll be fine, he said quietly. We get people doing crazy things around here all the time. Haven't lost one yet. He looked around. I see that you found the waterfall. Everyone's heads popped. What? Where? Chris asked. Right here, Ranger Bob said, pointing to the rapids. That's what I wanted to tell you kids earlier. These cliffs are made from sandstone. Sandstone crumbles easily, and water wears it down. Willie nodded. So I was right after all. This was a waterfall. It's just like Mrs. Shue said. The geography changed. Another ranger truck pulled up, and two rangers waded across the stream toward Ryan. Chris stared out at the water. So if this is the waterfall, where is the treasure? Under the crow, the map said, but I don't see any rocks that look like crows. 
Ranger Bob shrugged. When the waterfall washed away, the crow rock probably fell over. And if the treasure's under the water, that money would have rotted away years ago. It may be gone for good. Chris's shoulders sagged. You're probably right. He dropped down to the sand and stared out at the water. At least we found the spot where the treasure was hidden. He tried to sound cheerful, but he didn't feel that way. Don't feel bad, Dee Dee said from where she was still sitting on top of the rock. I think you found a more important treasure. Chris looked up to smile at her. As he did, something caught his eye. Why would someone draw on this rock, he thought. He bent down for a closer look. What are you looking at, Sammy asked. Chris popped up with a big grin. Someone drew a picture on this rock, and it looks like this. He drew a stick figure on the sand. It's a crow, Sammy said. The map didn't mean a rock that looked like a crow. Tom Elliott must have painted a crow on this rock. Chris's eyes sparkled, and the treasure must be buried right here. Oh, no, Dee Dee moaned. We didn't bring anything to dig with. That's no problem, Ranger Bob said. We've got shovels in the truck. With Ranger Bob's shovel, Chris soon had the sand flying. The others heard it as soon as he felt it. Clunk! That's it, Jenny cried. After a few more shovelfuls of sand, Chris and Sammy reached into the hole and pulled out an old rusty metal box. Careful, Ranger Bob said. It's so rusty it could fall to pieces. As old and ugly as the box was, everyone crowded around as if they were waiting to open Christmas presents. Chris and Sammy eased it onto the flat rock and stepped back. Well, here it is, Chris said. Open it, Jenny said. Don't you think you should say something special, Ranger Bob teased. Open it, they all shouted. Ranger Bob took the shovel and smacked the rusty lock once. It shattered. He pushed the box open. All of them held their breaths. Stacks of bills wrapped in paper bands took up one side of the box. It's the money, Chris almost whispered. Wait a minute, Sammy said. That doesn't look like any money I've ever seen. It's definitely not American money. Yeah, said Chris. It's too big. The colors are different. And who's this guy in the picture on the front? I guess the dollar bills in 1887 looked different than they do now, Ranger Bob said. What's this other stuff, Jenny asked, looking at the bundle on the other side. Letters, Maria said. And look, they're all addressed to people living in Mill Valley. Careful, Chris said. Remember how delicate the map was? We don't want to break our money or those letters. Just then, Ryan dashed across the stream. Wait for me, he called out. Chris turned and stared. Ryan looked angry at first, then embarrassed. Are you okay? Chris finally asked. Ryan nodded and stared at the ground. Guys, Maria said, I figured out who this treasure belongs to. The money was going to a bank in Mill Valley. The letters all have Mill Valley addresses, and this is city property that we found the treasure hidden on. So that means everything belongs to the city, Willie said quietly. At least to the City Historical Society, Maria said. Well, maybe there's a reward for it, Ranger Bob offered hopefully. Tom Elliott hid it up here for four years without spending it. Then he died of the flu without even seeing what was inside the box, Chris said. I think we got a pretty good reward in comparison. Ranger Bob was more right than the others could guess. Mill Valley's mayor and historical society were excited to get the missing treasure and letters. In return, they deposited a savings bond in the bank for each child to be used to help pay for college. Dee Dee, however, got an extra reward. It's a letter from my great-great-grandmother to my great-great-grandfather, she said, showing Chris the yellowed letter. They were engaged to be married. She was writing to tell him that she would be coming from Philadelphia in a few weeks. Imagine, Dee Dee added, the last person who looked at this letter was my father's 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 mother-to-be, and she was only 18. 
That is probably the coolest thing I have ever seen, Chris said. Imagine if this letter could tell its story, what it would tell us. It would probably say, what took you guys so long? I've been waiting in that dark old hole in the ground for a hundred years, Dee Dee said. Dee Dee and Chris laughed. Well, Pastor Hill said, coming into the room, it's time to get this baptismal class started. Chris and Maria covered their mouths with their hands to stop their snickering. Pastor Hill looked at them and smiled. I guess I should start off by asking you two what made you decide to be baptized. It's a long story, Chris said. Got a couple of hours? The story you have heard today is a chapter of the Shoebox Kids, Book 1, The Mysterious Treasure Map. It was written by Jerry D. Thomas and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.